Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This morning, back in black, the Penrith Panthers take home the NRL Premiership in a historic grand final against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. New leadership, Dominic Perrottet, all but certain to replace Gladys Berejiklian as New South Wales Premier. Grim record, Melbourne officially becomes the most locked-down city in the world. And environmental disaster, California beaches shut down after oil barrels spill into the sea. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Penrith Panthers fans are celebrating across lockdown New South Wales after beating the South Sydney Rabbitohs 14-12 in the NRL Grand Final. 39,000 fans were at Brisbane's Suncorp Stadium to witness the first decider held outside Sydney as Penrith claimed redemption for last year's Premiership loss. The NRL Grand Final deep in Maroons territory for the first time and the locals put on a show. But the real event was on the field. Both the Panthers and Rabbitohs up for a fight from the first tackle. In his last game in the black, Matt Burton made it a memorable one. Burton's into a hole and he's into the end goal area. Australian put Viliami Kikau on the report and Jairo on the bench. The Bunnies forward less than impressed before failing his concussion test. Cody Walker didn't need any help to get Souths on the board. Goes further, still going, he'll go all the way. Mistakes began to creep in for the Bunnies, Nathan Cleary's boot giving Penrith an 8-6 lead at the break. Redfern's brain trust needed a plan, but it was the Panthers who got the jump. Penrith's aerial assault putting the Rabdos young backs under incredible stress. Eventually, the pressure paid off. The Bunnies weren't done. Alex Johnston crossing with minutes left. Skipper Adam Reynolds with the chance to level the scores and give himself a fairy tale farewell. It's coming back! No, not enough! In the dying seconds, a two-point field goal was again out of Reynolds' reach. Devastation for the Redfern legend and redemption for the Panthers. Last year's grand final loss, now long gone and forgotten. Brian To'o picked up a premiership ring and gave away another, proposing to his partner after the final whistle. Nathan Cleary now a Clive Churchill medalist. Yeah, everyone back in Penrith, that's for you guys. Uh, can't wait to party with you when we get back. Oh, we did it, we did it. The party's raging in Sydney's west and Brisbane, unlikely to end anytime soon. James Manton, 7 News. 
New South Wales will have a new Premier tomorrow with Dominic Perrottet set to take the top job. The state's Treasurer reportedly secured a deal after two days of negotiations following Gladys Berejiklian's resignation. Mr Perrottet needs 24 votes in tomorrow's Liberal Party ballot, with Minister for Western Sydney Stuart Ayres running as his deputy. And I believe uh, that Stuart and I, in putting our names forward uh, for next Tuesday's party room meeting, will provide that stability. Uh, that experience and that unity that the people of New South Wales need. Perrottet's final hurdle will be planning Minister Rob Stokes, who is still in the running. On the same day, Dominic Perrottet confirmed his intention to become the next leader of New South Wales. One of the state's top ministers, Andrew Constance, announced he's calling it quits. Live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. Constance has confirmed his intention to run for a federal seat. Yes, that's right, Jody. Andrew Constance declaring he will run for the seat of Gilmore on the New South Wales South Coast at the next federal election. Mr Constance has long indicated his desire to switch to federal politics, mounting a bid to run in the nearby Eden Monero by-election last year before pulling out of the race less than 24 hours later. The current Transport Minister for New South Wales says he will nominate for Liberal pre-selection for the seat, which is currently held by Labor. Mr Constance said he had planned the switch before the shock resignation of Premier Gladys Berejiklian last week. I had intended on talking to Gladys in about a fortnight's time. So uh, obviously what we saw unfold on Friday has meant this decision uh, has been brought forward. Mr Constance saying he will remain in state politics until the end of the year before making the switch to federal politics uh, in the lead up to the next federal election in next year. Jody. OK, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Melbourne has officially become the most locked down city in the world. The state has spent 246 days under strict rules overtaking Buenos Aires for the grim title. It's cost the economy $700 million a week on top of the dire toll on mental health, education and livelihoods. Health workers are pleading for vaccinations. One of the saddest things I've seen over the last um, few weeks is people wanting the vaccination just before we put them on a life support machine. That is, that is the absolute truth. I've seen it myself. They're begging for the vaccination. Meanwhile, a group of Victoria's top horse trainers is being accused of breaching COVID rules. At least a dozen people attended a lunch near Ballarat, putting the industry under fire ahead of the spring racing season. New South Wales is racing towards freedom, recording its lowest daily COVID total in more than six weeks. 667 cases were reported yesterday, with over 67% of the population now fully vaccinated. Next Monday, October the 11th, looks certain to be the day when restrictions ease and businesses reopen across the state. Queensland's vaccine mandate for police comes into force today. Officers must have had at least one dose of a COVID vaccine, facing suspension or dismissal if they haven't. It comes as doctors across the state fear a healthcare collapse when borders reopen. A crisis meeting will be held between the state's emergency specialists, surgeons and doctors this week. Australia could soon get a groundbreaking new weapon in the fight against COVID. The government is close to finalising an agreement with US pharmaceutical giant Merck for supplies of a new pill hailed as a pandemic game changer. It's found to halve the risk of hospitalisation in patients with severe COVID. Vaccination is still, however, the key focus as a first line of defence against the virus. 
Western Australia has been dealt a fresh COVID scare after an Australian diplomat tested positive to the virus. The diplomat travelled from Serbia to Perth via Dubai with his wife and young child, arriving into the state on Wednesday. Four close contacts have been identified, including the driver who transferred the family from the airport. The family is now in hotel quarantine. South Australian police believe they've found the body of a young mother who's been missing for weeks. The body is yet to be formally identified, but authorities believe it is 21-year-old Charlene Warrior. Charlene has been missing since September 18th and was last seen in Butte visiting her one-year-old child. Detectives are now investigating the cause of her death. Two young thieves have picked a high-profile victim for their robbery, targeting former cricketer and Survivor contestant Lee Castledine. The Channel 7 presenter leapt into action when the crook stole his son's laptop that he was attempting to sell through Facebook Marketplace. Lee didn't catch up with them, but they dumped the laptop in a park. He got it back, but he tore his hamstring in the process. A couple stranded overseas during the pandemic has had to fight to get squatters out of their home. The multi-million dollar mansion is now a dumping ground after strangers moved in and started selling off their possessions. The squatter actually changed the locks and the remote controls to the garage and he drove his Mercedes into the place. Once they found out, the owners had to get a Supreme Court injunction to kick the invaders out. Lawyers warn anyone with a vacant property to make sure that someone is regularly dropping by. For families with fussy eaters, conquering midweek meals can be a challenge. During lockdown, there's been a focus on trying to provide nutritious choices, finding a better way to solve the dinnertime battle. Feeding fussy kids can be a perplexing puzzle. Come on. Alyssa and Rob's three children all have different wants and needs, but they're slowly figuring it out. The easiest things for me has been using the the meal kits. I know that when I'm choosing, I choose something that each kid will have an element that each kid will really enjoy. A new survey from HelloFresh revealing parents are struggling to find different and nutritious meals children will enjoy, with 81% dealing with kids who refuse dinner. We know from research that it takes 7 to 10 attempts to introduce new foods to children at a minimum. But parents are trying to tame picky kids. 54% say they've sneaked vegetables into dinner. 49% have threatened privileges, like taking away the iPad, while more than half have tried a bribe at mealtimes. Incentives sneak in every so often. The risk is that bribing children can actually reinforce the behaviour. A much more positive option is to give kids a small variety of foods. Bribing and incentivising can also be a strain on the weekly shopping budget, with some parents spending an extra $4,000 a year just to feed their fussy kids. Experts say the recipe for success is actually rather simple. The less you talk about food at home, particularly with small children, the better, because the more you focus on it, the more the problems like it continue. Tom Saker, 7 News. It's been decades in the making. Now the sacred waters off Gallipoli have officially opened as a dive site. For the first time, the wrecks of a dozen World War I battleships are accessible to the public. An underwater graveyard littered with relics from the Great War. An immersion in history, diving through a battleground. It is very, very uh, rare to see so many shipwrecks 
at one site. In March 1915, the Allies launched an ill-fated naval attack in the Dardanelles, hoping to take control of the strategically important strait, but Turkish forces had mined it. The Gallipoli campaign on land followed. For 106 years, the shipwrecks, French, British and Australian, have been off-limits to the public. Every year, visitors from Australia and New Zealand come to our country for Anzac commemorations. I would like them to see this dive to show what happened at sea as well as on the ground. The remains of 12 ships are now open to divers of all levels. The first site is British battleship HMS Majestic, torpedoed by a German submarine, killing 49 sailors. I felt the stress they were having, the panic and the tragedy they were having during that time. And uh, I put myself into their shoes. You feel uh, why war is so bad. An experience they're so keen to share. We miss Australians here, says the director of the park. When the pandemic restrictions lift, we hope this will be their first destination. Georgia Holland, 7 News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones closed up over the weekend. The Nasdaq gained. In London, the FTSE fell, as did Germany's DAX. On the commodities market, gold is trading at $1,760 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 79.28 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 72.56 US cents, 80.58 Japanese yen, and $1.4 New Zealand. A bomb blast has killed at least two people at a mosque in Kabul. A memorial service was being held there for the mother of a Taliban spokesman. Traffic around the Afghanistan capital was thrown into chaos after the blast. Nobody has claimed responsibility for the attack so far. Rome's iconic Iron Bridge has gone up in flames. These extraordinary pictures show parts of the 150-year-old structure plunging into the river below. Firefighters have contained the blaze caused by a damaged gas pipe. The inferno broke out on the eve of the election for Rome's next mayor, in which the main issue has been the decay of infrastructure. An unmanned plane has taken its first flight in China. It was one of many unmanned aircrafts that soared through the skies for the country's annual air show. One of the planes, the twin-tailed Scorpion, can fly for 36 hours and up to 10,000 metres without a pilot. Californian beaches are facing a major environmental disaster after hundreds of thousands of litres of oil spilled into the ocean. US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney is live for us now in Orange County. Good morning, Ash. What impact is this having on marine life? Good morning, Jody. Well, the local mayor said that there are already fish and birds that have started washing ashore, describing this as a potential ecological disaster. This spill has happened only about five kilometres off the coast, uh, a leak in, a, in an offshore pipeline, uh, and it's created this terrible slick for about 10 kilometres from Huntington Beach to Newport Beach. And the smell hits you as soon as you get to the shoreline, this heavy smell of tar and diesel. I'll just um, step out now so you can actually see what it looks like on the sand. Uh, there are thick, uh, thick oil spills all along the sand uh, and then out to the coast at the moment. 
Uh, you can see that there's boats uh, and a boom set up. They're trying to contain this oil spill, but they obviously have a difficult task at hand. And it's likely that we won't even know the environmental impact for several days. In the meantime, they have shut down the beaches. They have cancelled an air show here that was planned for today as they deal with this environmental disaster. Looks terrible, Ash. Thank you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com To sport now, and as we reported earlier, the Panthers have won the NRL Grand Final in a thriller against the Rabbitohs. In a gruelling contest, soon-to-be Bulldog Matt Burton opened the scoring in his last game for Penrith. Billy Army Kikau was put on report for a high hit, which led to South's Jai Arrow failing a concussion test. Both teams were neck and neck for much of the game until Panthers' young gun Stephen Crichton proved himself the hero. Alex Johnston scored his 30th try of the season as Adam Reynolds missed a late conversion and two-point field goal to equal the score in his last game for the Rabbitohs. The Panthers winning 14-12, Nathan Cleary taking home the Clive Churchill medal. Australia and India shared the spoils after their historic day-night test ended in a draw on the Gold Coast. The Aussies were set 272 for victory after the Indians declared for a second time in the four-day game. But captains Meg Lanning and Mathali Raj called a stalemate with Australia 2 for 36, 50 minutes from the scheduled end of play. I think without the, the weather in this test, I think you definitely would have got a result in four days. So it's, it's a hard one. You can't predict the weather. The multi-format series will be decided in the three T20s starting Thursday. Glenn Maxwell is flying in the IPL. The Australian all-rounder has found top form, hitting his third straight half-century for Bangalore, which included two sixes out of the ground. Oh, wow. You just got to listen. All you have to do is listen. There you go, fellas. There's another one at the hardware store. <laughs> Maxwell finished with 57 off 33 balls as the Royal Challengers qualified for the playoffs with a six-run win over Punjab. Liverpool and Manchester City put on a show in the Premier League. The two English giants traded spectacular goals in a thriller at Anfield. First, a mazy run from the Reds' Mo Salah before City came from behind for a second time to secure a two-all draw. Over it. De Bruyne! Another gem of a goal in a gem of a game! 
The pressure has eased slightly on former Socceroos boss Ange Postacoglu at Celtic after beating Aberdeen 2-1. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, areas of cloud over the southeast with a front and trough for generating rain, showers and the odd storm. Cloud over the top end with a trough is causing a few showers. Patchy cloud in southern WA with a weak cold front is bringing the odd shower. Largely clear elsewhere. Around the capitals now, Brisbane heading for 32 degrees today, sunny conditions, Sydney 28 and sunny, Canberra heading for 18 with some late showers, Melbourne 16 and showers, Hobart developing showers atop of 18, Adelaide showers at 16 and Perth 20 with a few showers.